Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host, Jacob. I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Howdy. Channeling your inner Woody. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, something like that. that, <laughs> that <sounds> <laughs> From Toy Story, people. I was feeling like more like Red Dead Redemption mood recently, but we'll go with Toy Story. <laughs> oh, that's because uh, uh Switch, right? What about it? Did something happen? Yeah, Red Dead's coming to Switch. Is it really? Yes, you didn't know about this? I thought for sure the one person in the world who would know about <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Wait. coming out again Wait. would be you. Okay, this is shocking if true, but let's find out because... I feel like you're just doing yourself a disservice if you play it on the Switch. I mean, no shade on the Switch. It's perfect and wonderful for, like, Mario Kart and Pokemon. (laughs) But on the Switch? No. Yeah, you're not a real gamer if you just have a Switch. That's what I think I'm just saying there. Okay, okay, okay. You're right, Jacob. It's the first... Oh, I did hear about this. It's the first one. Oh, okay. Just the first one. Okay. Yeah, and they're selling it for $50. Oh, my God. Insane. The first one's not as good as the second one, is it? Or everyone loved the second one, right? The first one is so good. Honestly, I can't really pick one over the other. Like, they're different and charming in their own way. I mean, obviously, the one is newer, so it's got better technology and better graphics. And, you know, the story is a little different and the protagonist is different. But the first one is so charming. Plus, the DLC was a lot of fun. Undead Nightmare, right? Good job, Jacob. Gold star. I remember playing the second one and doing the online mode a lot with some friends. Okay. I See, I never do those kind of things. First of all, I don't pay for an online subscription for, like, gaming, so I don't play with people. But I don't know. If I'm, like, a cowboy, if I'm role-playing as a cowboy and I'm out on the lonesome trail, like, I want to be by myself in my solitude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lonely You're a rogue loner. cowboy. Yep. Before we get back on Red Dead, I guess we can address the elephant in the room. Um, Austin is not with us. Some stuff has, you know, come to light. And no, I'm kidding. I'm oh my kidding. God. Um, He's in jail. Austin, is, <laughs> Austin decided that he was going to go on a Pokemon Go retreat this weekend to build camaraderie. Camaraderie. That's what he's doing. He's playing Pokemon Go. I think he's visiting family, having fun. Yeah, he abandoned us. He's like, screw you guys. I'm not recording with you anymore. Pokemon Go has been its own like soap opera for <laughs> it came out in 2016 right Is that so it's been right? seven years i don't know i stopped playing it for like maybe it's been i think it's pre-pandemic honestly that i stopped playing it but we all go through phases right it's like you get you're really super into something for a while and then it completely falls off your radar for a long time and then i think that's where Austin is, you know, he's back into it after a while. So, which is fine, which is totally fine cuz we all experience that, but I think I kind of gave up on it after like well, it was definitely before the pandemic, but Austin and I went to like a Mewtwo raid or something. And I remember <laughs> we were there. We were there with like a crowd of people. It was like a big thing. I remember losing horribly. Like he ended up catching it, and I was like, "Oh, Austin, help me." You know, cuz I wasn't doing very well with like 
the pokeball like spinning it and throwing it <laughs> and i'm like oh my god help me i only have like four pokeballs left and he tried like he really did try but i ultimately didn't catch it and then i was so mad and then i realized later i'm like why am i mad about this <laughs> maybe it was just the fomo because everybody else was doing so well and i was like sucking really bad but it's like mob mentality yeah. it's like pokemon go has like really relied on mob mentality to get their revenue yeah i mean you really can't do anything by yourself based on what i can tell like and i've missed a lot i've missed a lot of updates i did log in the other day because there was like some community day and i happened to be with austin on that day the app was going nuts it kept bombarding me with all these events from like years past it's like hey did you know hey did you know i'm like okay i'm done (laughs) i can't do this that's exactly what i was about to say like when the game was pure that's when i played it (laughs) It was like you would just go around and catch Pokemon, and that was it. Like, that was the whole thing. I, th- I was hoping battling would come to it, and that eventually did. But I was like, you just walk around, and you catch Pokemon, and you kind of feel, get that little dopamine hit. Then you put it back in your pocket, and that's it. That's all it needed. But then it became, like you said, all these events, and you had to, like, buy stuff to get certain Pokemon, like oh, a yeah. raid pass, which they all do. It followed that simple formula of, like, we're going to get you hooked. Then you got to pay for it. And once it became like a pay for play or whatever it is, I just said, I'm out. I know. It's too complicated now. There's too many things that have been added. And I feel like I'm way behind the curve. So it's like I I can't I can't even begin to understand like the changes. And like ultimately, I think when I did fire it back up when I was with Austin, I was like, oh, my Pokedex like capacity or like the box capacity that I had was only like 250 or something. And obviously that's not anywhere near like what you need to actually do anything and he's like oh you have to buy more space with coins and i'm like okay how do you get coins and he's like oh you have to like do gym battles and but you only get like 50 a day and i'm like okay this is too much you have to be consistently around places where you have access to that and it's like where i'm at my physical location i'm nowhere near anything like a gym or pokey stops or whatever and i'm like okay i'm not there's no way i can consistently do this on a daily basis like I give up. That's what, yeah. I didn't even know about the, you have to buy more space. Well, of course. It's like a hard drive for a computer. If you're still playing Pokemon Go, leave a comment. Yeah, let us know how it's going for you. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know the ups and downs of your Pokemon Go adventure. No shade. Because all I see is people complain. No shade. But all the time. No, I mean, are we being complaining? I don't mean to be a complaining. No, no. I mean, like, I watch this group. uh, I follow the subreddit of them, and it's... It's like watching a relationship. It's like the highs are like really good and then the lows are like really low. It's a love-hate relationship. (laughs) It is. It is. When it's good, it's so good. When it's bad, (laughs) it's so bad. Alex, do you want to go and jump on the episodes for this week? Did we even? We were going to do week talk, Uh, but I mean. Did we do anything? Did we even do anything? Okay, I was out yesterday. I made the mistake of going to like a little downtown area. It was so hot, Jacob. It was so hot. It was like 100 degrees. It was a miserable... I mean, getting lunch and going out of the house and doing something, I mean, that part was okay. But really, the weather made it so unbearable. Like, I was... I would have liked to do more, but I physically couldn't do it. I was, like, drenched in sweat, and I'm like, I gotta <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> it was so bad, even under a tree. Like, I sat on a bench under a tree for a while, and it was still... The air itself was so stifling. There was no relief. It was so bad. The shade is no relief. You, it's just surround. You're an incubator for all day. That's what it is. I did. I felt like I was in a greenhouse. Like even in the shade, I was like, 
it was like a sauna. I'm like, this is, this is really awful. <laughs> I'm really noticing it in the amount of like energy I have. Like I have been wiped and I'm like, is something wrong with me? And I'm, I'm like, I was like, I bought a multivitamin. I was like, maybe I'm lacking. No. Got some deficiencies somewhere. Still tired. I was like, maybe I'm not eating enough. So ate more and that made me sick. So I was oh, like, can't God. be that. It's like the heat. Yeah. The heat's just like sucking it out of you. I really, I, I, it's definitely that because I came home and I was immediately tired. I was like, I am so sleepy. I ended up going to bed super early last night because I'm like, I literally feel like I have no, like all the energy just got drained, sapped out of me. What did you do, Jacob? I'm sure you did something fun at least. Nothing too crazy. I went to like chicken salad chick. <gasps> I love that place. Yeah, how could you not love chicken salad chick? I don't know. Anybody who doesn't love chicken salad is a freak. I'm just kidding. I know. I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> I've always been there. and Everyone's real nice at chicken salad chick. Like Everybody seems pretty happy. Maybe it's like the cool. And I don't know. Chicken salad, I guess, is like a antidepressant. I don't know. You always feel good walking out of there. I did make a mistake, though, because I crowded up on chicken salad. I had spicy pimento cheese, spicy chicken salad. Spicy, I had spicy everything. Oh, it was too much. And then I walked outside and all that was sitting in me still. And I'm like, I barely made it in my car. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Going through a desert to get to the car. I had to stop inside TJ Maxx and sit inside their like sitting area. Take a break. <laughs> oh my God. Car's only about 100 feet away from me, by the way. stop all the way. <laughs> I take a little relief break. Oh and my um, God. that didn't help at all because I sat down and then I realized there's no AC in the corridor between the <laughs> oh, store shit. and where the doors open. <laughs> And so I got no relief. So I'm sitting there and the car's getting further away mentally, not physically. Like no one stole my car. You're having the chicken salad sweats? Oh my God. <laughs> then I got in the car and I sat in the car and the car was hot because I was in the chicken salad chick for an hour. Oh my God. I couldn't start the car and I was like, Ugh. you know, people were probably like, is there a dog in there? We need a, uh, you, a window. It sounds like you were really struggling, but I'm glad you made it back. Walking over the blacktop to get back to the car. God, that really sounds like a saga. That that really is all you had to do this week because that seems like enough. The good thing is I burnt all the food I just ate. My Fitbit said I burned 2,000 calories welcome back to just my car. Just by the so. one 10 second walk you did. <laughs> yeah, I burned it all off. So I was feeling pretty good. But that was basically it. Chicken salad chick. And that's it for me. It's kind of like you. It's like, that's all I that's all I needed. Yeah, it's hard to do much when it's so hot outside. But Austin will probably have something to say when he gets back. Oh, I can't wait to hear about the adventures that he's been on. Every time you go visit family, you know, usually that's the case, right? Not just him specifically, but just in general. It's like, oh, you go. <laughs> Austin always has a story always to tell. Always has a story. But just in general, right? I mean, you go visit family and there's always something that goes on. So we'll see what he has to say when he gets back next week. Our episode from this week involves breeders, Pokemon breeders. Come on now. It's a Beauty and the Breeder and a better pill to swallow. I keep wanting to say a bigger pill to swallow. A bigger pill to swallow? Yeah, like it's some really hardcore advice, (laughs) you know, like that meme, hard pills to swallow. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to flop it this week. So like Alex and I, like whoever the random mind chooses, when we do a 30 second summary, well, I'm going to summarize the episode, and then uh, we're just going to swap it for the next one, because I think that's the only way to really do it, because um, Austin's not here. Uh, okay, so for the first one, Beauty and the Breeder, 
I have the 30 second summary challenge. Alex, you're going to talk about it. And... Oh, you get the good one, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, the, <laughs> there is a divide this week. There is a major gap between um, fun of the episode. Okay, see, see, I'm going to just choose to believe that you're being straight up and honest about the randomizer and that you didn't. I could share my screen. <laughs> you didn't pick the better one for yourself. No, no, I trust you. I mean, this one's got some stuff. We'll we'll do the best we can. No, I mean, right? this this is fine, but I'm just, I'm pulling your leg because I'm like, look, I don't know. If I was in your shoes, Jacob, I don't know if I could be trusted. I might pretend like, ooh, some loaded dice. Like, oh, oh, I got it. It's me. I'm the shuckle episode. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you're ready, I guess count me down. Oh, right. Oh, God, I'm in charge of the timer. I never am. I'm still learning where everything is on my new phone. Okay. All right. Whenever you're ready in three, two, one go all right so we're heading to ecritique city and guess what we are just in time for a pokemon beauty contest <laughs> yippee and this is where breeders come and bring their pokemon to see who looks the best we run into Susie, which is brock's like crush future wife we'll figure that out later but she also has someone there named zane who's her rival who has a nine tails and Susie, of course has the full picks that brock has been training but somehow they enter the pokemon contest together Susie, i think chooses brock to be her partner in this thing and i think they wind up winning the whole thing defeating Time. zane and his lame nine tails all right but do we really find that out jacob that is the question we don't really know do we i assumed it i assumed a good ending i'm an optimist oh, let's talk about it we'll we'll talk about it so we are i guess we are on our way to a critique i keep forgetting that yeah we're we're never gonna get there but we're on our way see this is why like i rely so heavily on austin like, to tell us, like, the context of where we are. Because I think we're still in that little, like, nook and cranny area between, what was it, Route 37 and Ecrutique? I don't know. We're in that little, like, area, and we haven't left. And I think Austin would be able to tell us, but I think we have, like, several, several, several episodes to go before we even get there. He's my, like, relief. You know, he's like um, the person, say, if you're running a 5K, <laughs> he's like, all right, all right uh, half a mile to go. Or three quarters of a mile. You know, yep. he's the one that's like, we're going to get there. Come on, champ. He's the spotter. Spotter. We are <laughs> he's the spotter. Lifting the weights of these episodes. All right. So we are at a Pokemon Center, I guess. And Brock is very busy in checking his email. He's been obsessively checking his email because he's expecting correspondence from Susie. And if you don't remember who Susie is, Ash and Misty are very kind to remind us. And that is, she is the breeder from several, several, several episodes ago who has like a beauty salon and she had a Vulpix and she gave it to Brock to kind of care for it. Like she never officially traded it to him or gave it to him. Like he's not really its trainer. He's just sort of watching it for her for some reason. He's basically yeah. doing all the work for her. Is he though? Because he, we hardly ever see Vulpix. Like you could probably count on one hand at the time we've seen Vulpix between okay. like, episodes. True. You're right. He has a <laughs> He's never combing it. He's never doing anything to it. He's just... It's like, to be a breeder, you just have to keep it in its ball, and that's it. Yeah, you're okay, you're right. Unless there's a lot of off-screen stuff that we don't see going on, he doesn't use it in battle really at all. I'm assuming he just sort of brushes it every now and then and gives it Pokemon food, I don't know. But she's basically, she basically told him, hey Brock, I don't want to deal with this Vulpix, you do it for me. And then I'll take it back from you and reap all the benefits of it when I get it back. Yeah, Brock's foster, he's a foster pokemon parent that is true he i don't know hopefully he hasn't been neglecting his other pokemon in favor of this like volpix that he's watching but i don't know we barely see brock's pokemon so we can't really get a good idea 
He could go the whole series without having any Pokemon, and you couldn't. You'd be like, whatever. He just cooks. I know. I feel like Brock's Pokemon are some of the best too, like Onyx and Zubat. Like, at least my personal favorites. Some of my most personal favorite Pokemon, and we never see them, which really stinks. Anyway, basically, Susie's back in the picture though because she's coming back to enter a beauty contest in the town of Bonitaville. And she needs a Pokemon to enter because, for some reason, she has no other Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) That, to me, blew my mind. Right? What has she been doing? What has she been doing? (laughs) (laughs) This is the lamest breeder of all time. Right? Like, was this her end goal? Was this, like, was she prepping for this beauty contest the whole time for all these years? And, like, she's like, okay, Brock, now the big moment has come. I need this Vulpix back for this one day what (laughs) yeah poor brock he's like being seriously taken advantage of here i feel like okay i know we might have some thoughts about this but i feel like Susie's actions throughout this episode kind of lends itself to that right i feel like she's very aware of what she is doing to him but she likes to play like dumb about it yeah we'll get there though Mm -hmm. so basically he's like okay we got to go to this bonitaville Team Rocket is also there, of course, because this calls to their very souls, right? They're like, they're there, they're looking very Balenciaga in their like black trench coats and high collars and very <laughs> fashion, striking fashion thing they've got going on. They have big dreams, right? They, they want to win this contest. They want to open their own salon. They want to get a TV series out of this. It's so, it's so, <laughs> they had this. They've already had this. That's the funny joke about this. Remember when they were first fighting Susie? Oh my God, yes. They had the market advantage. Like they overtook her market and that city they were in. Oh my God, you're right. Everybody was coming to them. They've already had all this. That's the funny thing is they're wishing for something that they easily already had. So God, they, you are so right. I forgot about that. They did open that very successful salon and they were very pop. They were more popular than her. Remember, she was going out of business and then the twerps had to come in and like lie to everybody in the city to say sh- how she's better when she, she obviously was not. And then Team Rocket... <laughs> blew up a store you know with wheezing and that was it they had it until then it was over oh my gosh okay now that i'm reminded of that it did seem like all the pokemon that were in this contest now were very influenced by their style because like all the pokemon that we see had very like it was very david bowie right like striking like you know the star paint for like kiss and like the david bowie like very punk like that kind of aesthetic that they had going and i'm like Oh my gosh, now that you say that, I think that they were, all these people were influenced by them because they all had the same style. Yeah, it was, yeah, like carried over. Like it still was around. Like the people wanted it, but they couldn't get it because they were gone. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so we have like a redo of that whole thing. They want to open their salon. And the only way they can do that is they have to win this contest for some reason because they can't just go off and do this on their own like they did before somehow. They want the notoriety of being the best. Yeah. Man, that's what it is. Yeah, I guess it's like going on to any kind of show, right? Like American Idol or something. Like you, even if you're like well known in the town you're from, like you want to go and have that national stage. And then you can open like a steakhouse, like the guy from NSYNC, and be like, <laughs> "This is my steakhouse." And then people are like, "Oh, the NSYNC, I remember him. Let's go eat steak there." Yeah, name recognition. So Susie shows up. Volpix sees her and immediately forgets everything Brock has done for it and jumps out of his arms and is like screw you i'm going back to Susie." i felt really bad for brock in this moment we need the actual like time frame of how long they've been together years put that in quotes years we've already established that that years have like time has passed Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, some time has passed, but she just leaves him. Uh, given he really didn't do much with Vulpix, but I mean, I don't think Susie was either. She gave it away, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> She's really happy to get rid of him, or really happy to get rid of it, but Vulpix is really happy to be back with Susie. Yeah. A little too happy. Vulpix just sort of abandons Brock and pretty sad and he sees her and of course he's all flustered and Susie suggests that they enter the contest together as partners which I mean this is a a good thing I suppose you know she's at least trying to recognize like well you're part of this too you know so you should enter alongside me and get the credit or a half of the credit or whatever I just I don't know I just I'm like Brock you've been doing this forever and then she, when it's convenient for her, she wants the Vulpix back. It, it's it's weird. It's a weird setup for an ep- beginning of an episode. She just wants to reap the benefits of all the hard work, for sure. Uh, but meanwhile, Misty is over there harassing some guy with a nine tails that she sees. And she's like hovering o- over him like, oh my gosh, did you like brush your nine tails? Do you give it special food? Do you do this? Do you th- do that? Whatever. And he's like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Please get away from me. <laughs> and it turns out that this guy is somebody that Susie knows. It's His name is Zane. And he is her childhood friend that they knew in, together in like grade school. And they're both Vulpix enthusiasts, I suppose. Except for Zane believes that beauty is on the outside, like physical appearances of the Pokemon. And that's why he evolved Vulpix so that it can turn into a luxurious Ninetales and Susie is more of like, beauty is on the inside, and so it should stay the way it is type of person. Yeah, sounds like Susie's lazy. It <laughs> sounds uh, like she's doesn't wanna <laughs> Doesn't just want to, like, you know what I mean? It's like, beauty's, it's a Pokemon beauty contest, okay? They're looking at how well does a Pokemon look. Right. Because you can't, you can't tell if a Pokemon is, if the inside's beautiful, like it can't speak. You know, it's not like on um, America or like a Miss Fashion or Miss Universe where they like ask them a question. And they're like, I want to end world hunger. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. She's so sweet. You can't ask a Pokemon like, why do you feel about world hunger? And it's not going to. Right. Answer. I know. The only, <laughs> it's only aesthetic based. You only look good. Yeah, And even w- it. The, the example that she gave is like, oh, but you can see how happy it is behind its eyes, like the way its eyes and stuff like light up and it's like okay but you're still looking at their eyes which are a physical characteristic yes you have the whole body like wellness thing it's like okay you have to feel good inside and it'll translate over to like you know your physical characteristics too i guess in a sense because it's like okay if you're healthy on the inside then like your hair is gonna be shiny and your nails are gonna be strong and like you're gonna have a glow or something but like those are also physical character you have to you have to do the whole body thing right that's still outside. It is still outside. Like I said, it's her just being lazy and not wanting to train Vulpix to evolve it. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, we're going to rely on our inside or inner beauty for a Pokemon beautiful contest. I mean, everybody's got their own personal intrinsic talents, right? You know, I guess the whole message of this episode was supposed to be like, beauty isn't only skin deep. It's on the inside too. Even though I think at the end, like, Vulpix is glowing with health and like it looks beautiful too and so it's like all right it's still one because well we don't know we don't know but we'll get there I think I'm jumping ahead too much and so why they put makeup on it and dress clear them all <laughs> up because it's the inside that they're all exactly. looking for right the inner beauty so that's the whole message right but meanwhile team rocket wants to join the competition as well and they dress up Meowth in some sort of like like I said some Ziggy Stardust type of Paul Stanley type of get up it's like yeah it's like if kiss 
went with like radiant colors instead of black and right? white. You know, it's, it's like neon face paint. Exactly. You know what? Honestly, I feel like I did think that to myself right away. But then, of course, I went on the Bulbapedia page just to get some background information on the episode. And it literally said that verbatim. I'm like, so much for the original idea, which I guess it isn't an original idea because it very obviously is inspired by those two, but still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great that they used them, though. I love that they used them. I know. I love it when they have kind of like pop culture shout outs in these early episodes because we don't get that now. But, you know, mm-hmm. they are not satisfied with their place in line, I guess, which that's a it raises a good question. Like how many entrants are even allowed in this contest? Because Jesse says like she's number 259. Mm hmm. And she's like, this won't do. Like, nobody's going to be here sitting and paying attention all the way up to 259. That's a lot because, like, Brock and Susie's performance is probably, like, five minutes. Right? Like, times that by 259, that's that's multiple days. God, yeah. I was I, I thought about that. I'm like, how many entrants are allowed? Like, is there any cutoff whatsoever? Is it, like, split up into divisions or something? Like, is there different categories? Like, if you wanted to be only attending for certain days like you wouldn't have to necessarily go all three days or whatever it is it's like oh if you want to see the fire pokemon okay that's on day one if you want to see the rock pokemon that's on day three you know or something like that that's a long contest they probably had to pay to enter too so that's probably like a factor of it you know we're just gonna keep taking the money the more people enter well regardless she's not satisfied with being 259 so she kidnaps well they all do they kidnap meryl kid who's number one And I didn't think this kid was going to win anyway, honestly. I'd be much more intrigued by uh, Team Rocket's performance than this kid. Literally just a Meryl with some star stickers on it. I'm like, all right. Unless they were just saving the best for last, but that was it. She kidnaps them. They're caught pretty easily because I don't know what they do. They don't like tie him up or knock him out or whatever because he comes onto the stage pretty soon after with Officer Jenny. This Jenny is pretty aggressive (laughs) we'll just say that she just takes it at word like this kid says they stole my spot right they're on the ground that's it like this kid could have been lying so i bet everyone after that could have just been like jenny they stole my spot and jenny's just like tackling under the ground i know she's very she's one of the most aggressive jesse or jesse's she's one of the most (laughs) aggressive jenny's that i think we've seen like she physically manhandles team rocket and like throws them outside and then she screams at them like never come back here again you're banned from the contest i'm like dang isn't that a little harsh like can't you just boot them to the back of the line doesn't she does she have that authority to just boot people from the competition um she is the ultimate authority i guess like that's true yeah she's judge jury and executioner we've already (laughs) talked about that so yeah yeah what is like the court and legal system in the pokemon world like you just saw it. That's Jenny it. comes out <laughs> your band. You're out of here. Yeah, then you just got to go to another town. So I've been watching a lot of true crime lately. Like, I don't know. I've been in kind of a true crime mood. So that, I don't know. That makes me think of that. Like, do they actually have a legal proceedings? Like, do people get lawyers? Do people go to jail? Do they post bond? Do they have hearings? Do they have trials? Like, or is it just, like you said, is it just Jenny? Like, that's it. <laughs> You probably have to go to the Ministry of Pokemon and put you in this room (laughs) and there's all these people with hoods on that tell you if you're innocent or guilty. Good God. That sounds very dystopian. The Pokemon are on the jury, though. That would be an interesting, like, there's no humans, but the Pokemon decide if you're innocent or guilty. That would be, I feel like that'd be really terrible because 
if you are in a world with like Alakazam or Mr. Mime or some psychic Pokemon, they could just read your mind. Like you couldn't get away with anything because they would literally be able to read your mind and know the truth. Mm. That's scary. Sounds fair to me. (laughs) Sounds fair to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you have nothing to hide, but like still they could hear all your deep, dark secrets. Like you, you can't get away with anything. Dang. Make your mind blank. We could probably do a whole deep dive into that, but that's for another day, I guess. This world would be messed up if these people weren't decent. Let's put it that way. Like, everyone in the Pokemon world has to be somewhat, or there has to be a large majority of people who are decent for this not to just be, you know, a living hell. I know. That's, maybe that's why we don't see any of, like, the bad people in the Pokemon world, because they get immediately singled out. Like, they get immediately detected by... Ginny bans them. Yeah. Like, they're all... <laughs> You're out of here. They're all in some, like island prison or something like they're just removed i don't know the worst criminals out there aren't even like that effective i mean you got like giovanni but even he's kind of a baloney he's not really out there doing anything like horrible the one the scary most evil person was that guy that built like that clock tower that flies around and oh yeah (laughs) and capture legendary pokemon at will and destroy the world that guy was scary yeah but that's movie that's like a movie universe right that exists in a different plane of reality (laughs) than like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's Alakazam controlling your mind. The rules are different. To try to make you feel important. Interesting stuff. Anyway, so yeah, Jenny throws them out. And of course, Team Rocket is absolutely not having any of this. So they initiate their plan B, which is pose as Pokemon doctors and bust into the contest waiting room and pretend like they have to perform routine exams on the contestants before they go on stage. And so... The twerps are, like, questioning this. They're like, what? Like, nobody told us about this. This doesn't seem right. Huh? Like, this is crazy. But they do. They get away They get away with all the Pokemon for, like, a split second. And then Susie and Zane team up with their Ninetales and their Vulpix. And, you know, Brock is crushed by this, right? Because he realizes, like, oh, they make such a good team. He could have joined in, though. I mean, he could have threw Onyx out there or something. Right. I mean, he just kind of is very passive when it comes to fighting for Susie. He is. I mean, there was a couple parts before where she's like, oh, Brock, like, what do you think about, like, Zane? Or, like, what do you think about this or whatever? And I feel like she was kind of like, I don't want to say, like, baiting him into some sort of reaction. But, like, I feel like she knows that he likes her. And he's still, she's still kind of like, well, what do you think about? Because, like, I think right at this moment, right, Zane suggests that Susie and he open up a Pokemon beauty salon together so that, that he can focus on their outer beauty, right, and he she can focus on the inner beauty. And Susie's like, you're okay with that, right, Brock? Like, would you approve of this? And he's sort of forced into being like, okay, because what is he supposed to do? Like, Would you want me to not take this excellent business opportunity and make a living for myself, Brock? Or do you want to stop that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really... I don't know what, uh, manipulative or like, no, what do they call it? Leading, a leading question. Yeah, kind of. something like that. Like, he has no power to say, like, no, because that's selfish of him. And, like, if he said no, there's no good reason for him to say no other than to be, like, petty, right? Like you said, it's a good business opportunity for her. But also, her and Zane clearly have a thing. So if he says no, he's ruining her financial career and he's ruining her, like, relationship potential relationship so he has no choice but to be like go forth you have my blessing which i don't feel like she needs his permission but like i feel like the only reason she would have asked him is to like i don't know maybe she thought she was sparing his feelings but i feel like i would be hurt if that was me their relationship's so weird to me it's like they're talking all the time but they're not 
You know what I mean? Like they don't, there's no communication really between them that we see, but they see each other. It's like love or not love or it's weird. It's weird. How much older do we think she is? Uh, she's probably like, how old's Brock? It's 15? I mean, yes, but I don't, I don't know. I don't like to typically think of like Ash as 10 because I think that's weird. I feel like he's more like 13, 12, 12, 12 or 13. And Brock is more like 16, 17, but I don't, I think technically you're right. I think 15. I would think he's 15 and Susie's probably like 17. Yeah. Like maybe like on the verge of being 18, somewhere in there. I don't know. I feel like poor Brock, right? Like just. Yeah, this just sucks for him. She's kind of, I don't know. I feel like in in some of the things she does, maybe she doesn't realize it, but you know, she's definitely kind of used him. Train my Pokemon. Okay. Thanks for doing that because now I can use my Pokemon to go into a business with this other person and like you don't get to reap any of the benefits of this like arrangement whatsoever i mean i know she doesn't owe him anything but still she could be more thankful right because then basically so he overcomes his crush on her realizing like she's happy and this is the best path for her and he's got to continue on and do his own thing they eventually get called up on stage it's their turn to go and that's it like we this really the way it ended i thought for sure it was a two-parter oh yeah yeah (laughs) a hundred percent Basically, I mean, they go up on stage and the narrator comes on and he's like, will Brock and Susie be recognized for their efforts? Will they win the contest? And like, then I looked ahead because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm pretty sure when we talked about these episodes last week, it was like this breeder episode. But then also it's a shuckle episode. Where's the resolution to this? And there's not. <laughs> it's so The ending is so abrupt and weird. Like they're dressed for nice and they're, like, they're on stage. Everything looks good. And, like, they twirl around, then it's, like, done. You know what I mean? Like, they're facing back, they come forward, then it's done. It's over. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I thought for sure this is, like, uh, we're losing Brock here. The next episode's going to be, like, Brock farewell, or there's going to be, like, a really hard decision that Brock has to make, but he chooses to stay with um, Ash and Misty. But, no, it's, um, that's it. (laughs) It's really, it's over. We don't even Game see, over. I know, like, and I looked ahead because I'm like, okay, you know, is there any kind of resolution beyond this? Like maybe in a few episodes or like whatever with Vulpix, right? Because. Yeah, exactly. We don't get the goodbye. Like, you know how typically we do when we get, when a Pokemon leaves the group, we get the goodbye. The music thing. Right. Yeah. Some kind of, and I know this is not necessarily technically Brock's Pokemon. It's not like. Zubat or Onyx or Geodude or something. But we don't even get any kind of like acknowledgement from Susie to be like, no resolution to the contest for one thing. And then no, you know, acknowledgement from Susie of like, wow, Brock, thanks so much for, you know, all the hard work and like Brock saying goodbye to Vulpix, any kind of closure whatsoever. It's basically like freeze frame on them going up onto the state. We don't see their performance. We get nothing, literally nothing. And then and Vulpix is then gone. Yeah, it was like, uh, gosh, The Sopranos ending, where it's like, what? No spoilers. Ah. <laughs> do, they, <laughs> do they win or lose? It's so ambiguous. It's not even funny. It's like, just, that's it. All right, Vulpix is gone. Yeah, that's what left me questioning. I was like, did Vulpix is now Vulpix with Susie. Yeah. Does Zane and her open that shop? Or is Susie going to join the group? Are we going to have like a fourth member for the first time? Nope. But no, nothing, nothing exciting. Nope. This could be a fan fiction idea. What becomes of Susie and Zane? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. 
but yeah, I felt really bad, honestly, for Brock. I, I thought that, you know, at least his efforts could be acknowledged a little bit more and we could get a proper... I know it's not a main twerp Pokemon. It's not like, oh my god, Pikachu's leaving or anything like that. But, you know, it's just some kind of like, thanks, Vulpix, for everything. We could have moved on easily, but maybe they just ran out of time or something. Like, I don't... Maybe they spent too much time on the Team Rocket stuff. I'm not sure. Yeah, that Team Rocket stuff could have been left out. And I think maybe they just ended it with Brock being happy. Because he's smiling at the end, you know? And I think they were like, well, after this, there's nothing going to be sadness. So we're just going to end it with Brock smiling. You know, maybe you're right, Jacob. Maybe it's kind of one of those, like, you know, life... Sometimes certain things in life don't get endings. They don't get true closure. And you just have to kind of, like, accept it and make your own peace with it and move on despite that. So... Maybe this is a good lesson. You have to find acceptance within yourself. Yeah, he has to accept the fact that it's never going to happen with Susie. He just wasted three years with this Vulpix for nothing. Sometimes you can do everything right and still lose. Captain Picard. Captain Picard. Like you said, seems like Brock is happy. Seems like he kind of did find his acceptance with the situation. So maybe that's all we need. Yep, he just needs to move on. And uh, speaking of moving on, we can move on to our MVP, <laughs> most valuable player, and our least valuable player this episode. The king of transitions, everybody. Yeah, there should be a contest for that. You would win. It wouldn't be me, <laughs> and it wouldn't be Austin. That's for damn sure. So let me do the randomizer here. Alex, you get to go first, and then me. All right. There's so many options. You know, you're right, but I've kind of gotten into this bad habit where I don't write down anything anymore. I just sort of... (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. I just wing it. (laughs) I know. It's more fun that way. Ooh, coming up with it on the fly. All right. Also, like, I used to write down stuff, and we all (laughs) think the same, so everything would be taken. Like, if I wasn't first, then I was like, I'm not wasting time doing this, because it's going to be taken by the time I get it, so... Well, sometimes the episodes really have clear standouts and so of course all of us want to pick that person or like Mm -hmm. you know the lvp like the worst person like there's always that one i don't know some episodes are like that some don't really have them but you know honestly you say there's a lot of choices but i feel like i'm (laughs) i was just saying that okay you know what i'm gonna pick my mvp i'm gonna pick team rocket because they are so made for this life like the fashion the the stage the spotlight like that's their calling And you made the good point earlier about them having already done this. So it's like, I feel like this is their true calling. LVP, I am going to give it to... Ooh, gosh. That one Meryl kid for ruining what could have been. (laughs) It could have been the the performance of the, the summer. Like, it could have been spectacular, like peak of fashion, but he ruined it and they got thrown out. So screw you, Meryl kid. <laughs> really, some real victim blaming. <laughs> I don't care that he got pushed out of his spot. I don't care that he got kidnapped. He ruined it. Team Rocket beat this kid up and pushed him down and like broke his arm. Oh my God, what did he do? He was fine. <laughs> he had no, he didn't even have a hair on his head out of place. You know what? That, that probably, that stupid kid, they probably like, tripped him up and been like hey kid can we take your spot and he was probably like sure yeah go ahead but then he turned around and stabbed them in the back and called the police on team rocket so that kid was a he was a <laughs> little backstabbing traitor stupid meryl stupid meryl kid. kid yeah trevor trevor <laughs> Is that his name? he seems like a trevor sorry to all the trevors out there <laughs> you're probably good not him though <laughs> That's it for me. Oh, wait, no, quote. Oh, my God, I forgot quote. about the quote. <laughs> I was so emotional. Good luck with that one, too. Honestly, I didn't really write anything. Okay, I'm going to just go with the part. This is a Team Rocket quote, and it's Jesse 
Meowth is dressed up in the makeup, like the David Bowie makeup and all that stuff. And he starts to say something and talk, but Jesse's like, you know, you got to be quiet or you're going to ruin it and give us away. Like, everybody will know we're Team Rocket because if you talk, you're the only talking Meowth. So she says, be quiet or you'll give us away. And James says, and you'll ruin your lip liner. (laughs) That's pretty good. All right. So for my MVP, I'm going to give it to Susie. I really like appreciate and can like respect someone who can manipulate and take advantage of someone. (laughs) I was about to say, where is this going? Wait a second. (laughs) So I always like kind of applaud those people and um, I kind of hold them on a pedestal. Their manipulation game is on point. I'm going to give my LVP, you know, I'll give it to Brock. Wow. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I feel like he gets no resolution or we get no resolution. That kind of sucks. So I expected Brock to be depressed, but uh, he actually picks himself up. But he's resilient. I feel feel bad for him. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for him this episode. Yeah, I don't know. Ever since we got Austin's fan fiction with Brock and his time with Professor Ivy, I have a whole new like outlook on Brock poor guy it's not real it's not real (laughs) oh yeah that's real it's real yeah it's real totally he just wants what we all want right he just wants the ideal he just wants somebody to love him back love him for who he is that's that's what everybody wants right now time for my quote good luck (laughs) Uh, my my quote is uh it comes from meowth i can't remember what part it's at i think it's something like they're uh doing the makeup or whatever and meowth just goes that just goes to show james is hard to swallow oh my god um that just reminded me of the next episode we got to talk about here, which is called A Better oh, okay. Pill to that's, Swallow. That's, you're just going to gloss right over that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could talk about that forever. Oh, that's and okay. I, I, wish... I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> They're really close, uh, Team Rocket. <laughs> that group is. That's a tight-knit group there. Yeah. <laughs> um, know each other inside and out. That, maybe that's the beauty part of I it. I know, right? <laughs> that inside and out yeah. part of it. Do you know... Your partner inside and out. Oh, okay. Um, partners. Yeah, but that was, uh, that's it. And like I said, that episode, disappointing on the ending and just kind of overall. Like, Susie's not a very good person, we find out. That's so. life. And now we have a better pill to swallow. Oh, boy. Which, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Alex, are you ready to summarize this bad boy? Not really, but... <laughs> okay. There's a lot going on here. I'm not going to get through this, I feel like. No, don't don't even try. Just do your best. Exactly. These are not scripted. Um, this is going to just be what it's going to be. All righty. In three, two, one, go. An evil little troll man. Actually, just kidding. Old man Shuckle appears to the twerps because Ash has a stomachache and he has the cure. So Ash eats some random pills from this guy. Turns out they don't kill him. They actually make him better. And we find out that the Shuckle Man makes medicine with the Shuckle that he finds in the woods. And the potions and stuff that he makes actually mind control Pokemon. And so Team Rocket finds the potion and they get attacked by the Shuckle and all the Pokemon. And uh, time. Yeah. That's it. Everybody gets better. That's it. That was good. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on with this episode. I don't know what you call it, like snake oil salesman. That saga like continues this? with this <laughs> region. It's like alternative medicine is like a real big thing here in Gold and Silver. It's uh, yes. weird. They're, yeah, I'm trying to remember back to the games anyway. And it's like we've got the when you have the the sick Ampharos in the lighthouse and you have to go to Cyanwood and go to like the holistic medicine purveyor and get the the secret pills and like 
I don't know. It's very, but I mean, that's kind of like the whole culture, right? You know, it's very like, very traditional, very holistic medicine, very, you know, you don't need to necessarily go to a doctor that's going to give you some prescription pill. You know, you can use the what's available to you in like nature. Yeah. It's like if you got a indigestion or heartburn real bad, just, you know, drink a, drink a lot of honey and it will fix it. That way you don't have to pop a Zantac. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's certain, you know, herbal things or stuff. I mean, that's proven to work. Like, you know, if you eat ginger, like for nausea, I mean, that works really good or whatever. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of these different things. I don't like ginger. No. It's gross. I mean, it's not exactly no, it's like nasty. the best, but. I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that pill. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat no ginger. It actually works. Okay. So just a quick aside, like I get really air sick and see like travel sick, you know, just in general, like traveling around, like even sitting in the back of a car sometimes can make me sick. So every time I have to fly on a plane, I get really nervous about it because I'm like, I don't want to feel sick. You know, I have those like C bands, you know, those like bands that you go that go around your wrist that press on the pressure points of your wrists and like candied ginger and I'll eat that and it actually works. What are those bracelets called? C bands. Oh, okay. Uh, this episode brought to you by C bands. C bands. You feeling you, off balance? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, can't climb those stairs. Well, C bands, the answer for you. I highly recommend it. C band. Not to plug any one particular. I'm sure anything like you could literally probably like take a rubber band and tape like you know a ball bearing to it or something, and like as long as there's something pressing on that point, it'll work. That's right. C band. Let's band together to be- defeat big pharma. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our main character of this episode, uh, kind of like Alex mentioned, we're walking along here, and for once in like 2,000 Pokemon episodes, Ash is not complaining about being hungry or <laughs> thirsty or having an ailment of some sort. It's actually the opposite. He is actually full to the brim. Oh my god. Brock, in his intense depression of Susie breaking up with him, made a buffet and they ate it all till they like slumped over. It was like me leaving chicken salad chick. It was awful. <laughs> Ash has <laughs> the meat sweats, basically. <laughs> He's got the meat sweats. He ate yeah. five hamburgers. Yeah, his sweat is literally crystallizing into salt as it leaves his Ew. body. <laughs> and the Pokemon just keep licking him like a dog after you come in from outside. That's quite the image. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Speaking of a lot going on, a troll comes up and starts licking him to get the salt too but it's not a troll which it's weird that they think this is a troll because it makes you think do trolls exist in the pokemon universe yeah like what the hell was brock talking about <laughs> like he literally <laughs> it's just like bigfoot he literally jumps back and he's like oh my god an evil disgusting little troll i mean i guess this is a a, a world of like fantastical creatures but yeah where did the troll thing come from <laughs> That's, I don't know. It's where he looks like a troll a little bit though. Like if, but I thought trolls were big. Does he mean like the troll dolls, like those little like? Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. That is a good point. I, I, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Well, it's not a troll. It's a uh, human being, and this man's name is Old Man Shuckle. So uh, you can take a guess right now what this episode's going to be about, or like what Pokemon is going to be featured. Bell Sprout. Bell sprout. <laughs> That's somewhat true. Yeah, so this random old man, we just met him. We've known him for less than three minutes, offers Ash some pills. Oh my god. Three pills. 
I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm not, like, lying here. He really just offers him three pills, you know, and Ash being the vacuum he is just swallows him up. Can we, um, talk about this? Like, (laughs) this is intense. This is, like, this is so bad. If you're, like, six-year-old is watching this. I know, just, oh, my God, the messaging of this. Especially, like, these days. This hits hard, like, today, watching this. Don't take pills randomly from people, even if they say it will cure your stomach ache. Right? It's a lot. You Go ahead, Alex. You got some stuff you want to... No, I mean, I'm just, I'm blown away by this. I mean, obviously, it's absurd. Like, on the one hand, it's like, okay, this is comedic value to the max, right? It's like this crazy old man pops out of the woods and like, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, so funny. But like, on the flip side, it's like this crazy old man pops out of the woods and he's like, hey, kids, I have some magic pills. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just take these pills. Trust me. And and Ash is like, okie dokie. And he takes the pills. And then, of course, his whole head explodes. <laughs> And then it cuts, right? It cuts to the opening. Yeah, so that it's over. Yeah. Ash is like, has red smoke pouring out of his eyes. It, uh, Ash, and then we wake up at Ash's funeral. Yeah, basically. The next, uh, the next scene. Please don't take pills. Yeah, t- like Jacob said, please, please, please don't take random pills from people. Like, just not even if you're like in the club and trying to have a good time. Like, just don't take random pills. He doesn't even say it's going to work. It's, it's weird. It, it is a uh, unique approach to a kid's show. And the worst thing about it is the pills work. <laughs> so that's also enticing people to like feel bad, take pills off someone. I know we're getting close to like Halloween time, right? I mean, it's getting to be that fall weather. And it always reminds <laughs> I me. I didn't even think about that. It's <laughs> Halloween time. <laughs> it, well, you know, okay. Like that's what people say, right? Like there's, there was all that big scare about like, oh my God, there's razor blades in the candy and stuff. And like, don't take your kids trick or treating because there's psychos out there that like lace the candy with, with crazy shit. And, but isn't that more like, there was only like one time that it happened and it was like, somebody that the kids like knew yeah statistically it it doesn't happen but for some reason i always think about that story i don't know why don't have anything unpackaged or unsealed i think that's like their advice oh my gosh okay i'm so sorry i'm getting off track again but that there was a real story do you remember like i think this was back in the 80s or 90s it was a long time ago but the tylenol that was like oh and yeah i was about to say that yeah and it was like tylenol that somehow this person contaminated it and then like resealed it and put it back on the shelves and people bought it and then got sick. And I think some people died, but it's like those people thought they were getting sealed packaged just Tylenol. That's why I take Advil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Aleve. This episode brought to you by Advil. Yeah, that's weird. And it it gets worse. Oh God. Too. Like we don't just stop with like the pills we go back to this old man's house after he offers us the pills. We just met him. We're going to follow, as young kids, we're going to follow this old man back to, this is a horror episode. This is a horror <laughs> episode. The more I read this, I'm like, this is like nightmare in uh, Canto. This is some jigsaw shit. Like, hey, kids, want to play a game? Like, let me take you back yeah. to my secret hut in the woods. And the willingness of it all is like, Ash wakes up and he's feeling better. So whatever, and the old man's like, hey, I make these pills. <laughs> Just like, you know, over over this little uh, ridge here. You, you want to follow me? Ugh. Brock, lead the way. Basically, they, they had no reservation at all. Yeah, so we're at his house now because uh, we're going to follow him because he cured us, right? He made us feel better. We always follow people who make us feel better. 
we go to his house and we see like all his pills are laid out and then misty's like oh it's natural ingredients so it's okay it's <laughs> you know nothing in nature can harm you at extreme doses so we're we're okay not that some of this shit couldn't be like nightshade or like could be deadly plants who knows maybe this old man's onto something you know because we're we're so enticed by the fact that he has created this naturalistic medicine uh we follow him out to a shed where he invites us he's like see my shed out here it's it's not it's not a lawnmower in there they're like okay yeah we'll go don't pay attention to all these meat hooks and shit hanging back here just forget don't look at that and uh, the crazy thing is, we go out to the man's old man's shed, and <laughs> he has pot in there. He has pot like, in really... there. <laughs> has... Oh, did I forget? I forgot the S. All right, he has pots in there. Ah. Oh, okay, yeah. He's growing pots <laughs> back in the <laughs> back in his shed. God, you know what? Honestly, this is even worse because, like, he he leads them back to his little house, and he's like, "Hey, here's my like pot business." And it's like he makes his concoctions out of like Pokemon juice. He's like, yeah, basically I put whatever the hell I want to into the shells of these Pokemon. And I just let it ferment and sit in here for a while. God only knows like what kind of like fungus and shit's been growing in there. Like just drink it. It's all right. I mean, like turtles are gross in general. You never look at a turtle, that thing doesn't ever look healthy, no matter what age of life it's in. You just rescued a turtle, though. You rescued one from the side of the road. Like I said, they look unhealthy. They are unhealthy, but I mean, I would never drink juice from a turtle's shell. I'm looking up right now, because I have, I feel like I have to know, like, is this like an armadillo situation? You know how some, like, armadillos carry around, like, leprosy? Like, if you touch it, they can pass on leprosy? So I'm gonna, I'm looking up to see if they carry illness, and it looks like Okay, according to the FDA, pet turtles, a source of germs. Turtles can make people sick. The most common germ spread from turtles is salmonella. See? See? There you go. So you could get very, very sick from salmonella from these shuckle. Oh, because kids are more likely to put them... It, what? Kids? <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> <laughs> Why? It says small turtles are especially a problem because kids are more likely to put these animals in their mouths. I would like to run that experiment. Let's release some turtles in a room with some kids and see what they do with them. Oh, they're putting them in their mouths. Ugh. God only knows what shuckles carry around. That's true. Shuckles probably carry some, like, you know, weird diseases. But uh, this episode also brings up a question, the anatomy of a shuckle. Um, because this yeah. dude, like, <laughs> pours the liquid in the shuckle, but he doesn't close up all the holes for, like, the juice in there, if that makes sense. So, like, a, say, like, a shuckle has six holes he only closes up like three but no liquid spills out wait i thought i thought he puts like whole ingredients like dry ingredients or like other type of ingredients in there and then whatever the process goes on in the shuckle shell it like liquefies and it turns into a juice and i think i just gagged in my mouth a little bit (laughs) the original blender uh shuckle It, like, writhes around in there, you know? Like, he puts the berries in there. He puts the God only knows what else in there, powders and shit. And then it it sits. And then the shuckle, like, like squirms around in there for God knows how long. And it liquefies. And then it becomes the medicine. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, like, yeah, it breaks down. It's like a compost pile within the shell. Gross! And And it, like, just breaks it down. But, like, none of it spills out. Like, it's, he only plugs, like, three holes. 
that chuckle's moving with the juice inside of it, but it never spills any juice. So, like, only, like, three of the holes actually opening to the outside. What's going on in the shell? Okay, part of it, I just had a horrible thought. I just had a gross thought. Is part of the liquid, like, chuckle piss or something? It just pisses out of the holes in its shell? Where does it go to the back? Like a whale? Right, ew, God. (laughs) It's like when a whale breathes and shoots water out of its blowhole. Like, it's gotta be, right? Like, because chuckles, I'm assuming, have to, like, go to the bathroom. So is it, like, a combination of, like, berry juice, spit, piss? Like, I don't know. It makes me think that the chuckle piss is, like, the only thing curing people, but he puts other stuff in to it hide just to it? make it seem like, <laughs> to seem like, to seem like he's actually making something. The secret <laughs> is chuckle piss. <laughs> that's the episode title right there. Oh, my God. The secret is chuckle piss. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we were able to deep dive into this and, and really, really suss out the, uh, the real reason here. Yeah, he's not curing anything. It's really the shuckle piss. Oh my gosh. Give me some of that shuckle piss. We thought too hard about it, Jacob. But we have to, right? For the children. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Somehow he's able to solidify that piss into pills. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) He's a chemist. That could be the turds. The turds is the The, pills. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, it's probably the turds because, like, you probably, they, they poop and then he high heats, like, pressurizes it and turns it into, like, a pill. This old man was on his last breath and then drank shuckle piss and felt a million times better. <laughs> then he ate some shuckle turds and he's like, oh, I can sell this. We need to put a we need to put a, a trigger warning, bodily fluid warning on this episode. And our old man here is still not satisfied with his uh, shuckle piss and poop because he wants to find a uh, <laughs> he wants more. He's got to get that. got to get that good. Good. It's not just any <laughs> shuckle piss that he needs. He wants that blue shuckle piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so pissed off. Okay, like, they kept saying, like, this this shuckle. <laughs> pissed off. Oh, pissed off. Oh, <laughs> didn't mean that. This, this shuckle, this shiny shuckle, obviously, but rare shuckle, is clearly blue. And they keep calling it purple throughout the entire thing. And I was very upset. So, like, in the game, is it purple? I don't know. Let's see. This, it's clearly blue in the episode. Alex is 100% right. It is, this thing is blue. It's blue, uh, da ba ba I don't think in any iteration. Like, l- look at it. Okay. I know you can't really see it because I have a background on, but that's very clearly blue. It's still blue. Right? Yeah, I saw it. It's blue. Okay. So, actually, in Gen 2, gold, silver, and crystal, it does look purple. But that's probably okay. a limitation because, like, if you look at ruby and sapphire, emerald, fire red, and leaf green, it's very clearly blue. I can't see it there, but it looks purple. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they got the purple from the sprites, but very clearly, it's been blue in all the other gens. I bet, like, around the time this came out, that purple Shrek ketchup was popular. So they were trying to feed <laughs> off that. <laughs> oh my god! They're trying to get that. <laughs> we gotta go get that to help us find that purple. Purple. I'll put that in uh, quotes. That we got another bell sprout to come save the day from us, and this thing would put like Usain Bolt to shame because Spoopy's here, and this thing is like fast, right? I never knew like bell sprouts were that fast, but they always seem to be like the fastest creatures on Earth. Just to clarify, in case we didn't really say, they're looking for this this blue shuckle because it makes a potion that lets anybody who drinks a it potion. tame any Pokemon, right? Yeah, in order to find it. They have to call on Spoopy, the bell sprout. I've been waiting for this moment for so long, Jacob. You have no idea. You love Spoopy. I Spoopy. love Spoopy. And I'm sure, okay, 
I just have to say this story again because I feel like I've said it before. I feel like I've said this a million times before and I apologize if this is redundant to some of our listeners, but it's still to this day, I'm bitter. I can't get over it. I think I'll just be bitter till the day I die. This was back in XY era days. I was trying, because this is, if you remember, Jacob, because you played X and Y, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good, good. They're arguably one of the best. I was, you know, they had the whole thing about Trevenant, right, when it was first revealed, and everybody started calling it Spooky Tree. We didn't know its name is Trevenant yet, right, but it was Spooky Tree, and I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, I love this thing. It's amazing looking. I can't wait to catch one, and I'm, you know, gonna name it Spoopy whatever i thought i was so funny back then anyway clever (laughs) it was not an original idea i will say but i was so excited i was like i'm gonna nickname it spoopy and it's gonna be magical and of course come to find out that you cannot name your pokemon spoopy in those games because the word poop is banned oh my gosh yeah the game won't let you which doesn't make any sense to me because it's a one-player game like i can totally see if you have an online component you know, to censor something if you're online, obviously. But if you're playing it by yourself, I'm the only one that's going to see the word spoopy. It's not even bad. Poop is not a bad word. I guess they did it in case your teacher catches you playing in class and they grab it. Spoopy. Poop. Ugh. (laughs) Go to the principal. Like, what are you supposed to say instead of the word poop? Like, feces? I mean, I feel like feces is worse. Yeah, feces is a lot worse. I'd rather be called poop than feces. Yeah, like if somebody said that word to you, I mean, feces sounds more of the curse word than poop does. Like, what the hell? Feces sounds like it's more like diarrhea. It sounds... I gotta go take a feces. <laughs> yeah, I still to this day, I'm like, Spoopy is the one thing that my biggest Pokemon regret because I couldn't do it. But the fact that they just blatantly name this Bellsprout Spoopy and throw that word, they literally say it like every five seconds, like take a shot every time they say the word spoopy when spoopy comes on you get spoopy a lot you get a lot of spoopy 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 is everywhere spoopy's night and day spoopy is the end the beginning spoopy's everything spoopy is the alpha spoopy is the omega he's the beginning <laughs> yes. and the end he's the eternal <laughs> they love spoopy they just like saying that word i love spoopy like you can tell all the or the voice actors are just living to say spoopy I know, there's this one part where Veronica Taylor, <laughs> literally Ash, he just says, apropos of nothing, he's just like, spoopy. Like, he just says it. What? All right. <laughs> it's spoopy. That's all it is, yeah. Spoopy. Poopy. What's spoopy? Poopy. Poopy. Follow that spoopy. Poopy. That's spoopy. Spoopy. Couldn't keep up with spoopy. My spoopy with spoopy. Spoopies. Spoopy. 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 This spoopy is a freak of nature, though. You you were you were starting to talk about spoopy and how ridiculous it is. Spoopy is like super fast. Spoopy is like a German shepherd in the way like a drug sniffing dog. (laughs) They talk about how they go to the mountains every single year to search for uh, the shuckles. And like spoopy is the only one who can sniff them out when they're done making the juice or whatever like product this man is pitching out it's weird it is like the spoopy can smell when they're like finished can we in a way i just want to spend like maybe like a second on this because i was thinking about it how does a bell sprout smell it's got that big old it mouth breathes it's got the the birdo face thing going on but like it what is it is it a mouth can it smell does it have 
like a nasal cavity, like olfactory nerve. Like what? Like how? I'm just I'm boggled over how a spoopy. I mean, how a bell sprout can smell. <laughs> well, it's spoopy in particular. How does a spoopy- he's honestly the only one who can do this, right? Like this is a special bell sprout to be able to kind of spoop when um. Or spoop, <laughs> to spoop whenever, <laughs> to smell, to spoop. How much spoop could a spoopy spoop if a spoopy could sp- spoop? Oh, my God. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a spoopy? Uh. <laughs> this spoopy really is like a genetic freak. Like, I don't understand it at all, but. I can't remember what I was going to say. But, yeah, this spoopy is. There's nothing left to say. It's just spoopy. But this is where, like, the old man reveals that he's, like, not looking for, like, him and spoopy are looking for a particular we just talked about the shiny shuckle and how, like, this thing has, like, a pheromone thing that, like, makes other Pokemon just immediately draw to you, like, fall in love with you. And um, he promises Brock some to help him go find it. Like, they all go looking for it. Brock only wants it to find women, I think. I think it's like he's going <laughs> to try to get this thing. You remember those old Axe body commercials with the guy on top of the mountain? Oh, and yeah. he's, like, spraying himself with Axe. And all these women are literally climbing a mountain Flocking to, to him. get to him. Yeah, and they're like, with this new pheromone axe spray, the women will come to you. So I think Brock's here going to get this and genetically alter it to where like women are like drooling over him. I feel like this is a very dangerous thing. Like I feel like many people must not know about this particular product that this shuckle can make because I feel like this could be very powerful in the wrong hands, right? Like if, if you knew about it and you could formulate this potion or elixir, it kind of reminded me of, oh, God, and I wish I could remember Austin would be able to remind me, like, whatever the media was where it was Team Rocket and, like, Giovanni and they had the slowpoke aphrodisiac or whatever. It was like on, being on ecstasy, right? Like, people were ripping their clothes off and, like, <laughs> rolling around in the grass and everybody stopped working and society collapsed because they were all just... Was that the tail? They were eating the tail of the... I just don't remember. Oh, I'm so upset. But I feel like that would be a similar situation, right? Like, it would be too powerful. Like, everybody would be in love with each other. Yeah, it would be, yeah, there would be no more war. It'd be like, everyone just be like, uh. Everybody, so, well, society, that's what it was like. Society would collapse because nobody would want to do any work. And they would all just stop doing their responsibilities and just. Everybody would just be lusting after each other. It'd be, uh, it'd be weird. I don't want to pick, I don't want to picture that society. Nope. You know, we need, we need the, like, fighting and. We need the chaos. Speaking of chaos, Team Rocket is here. Of course, they're going to make an appearance. It's their it's Team Rocket. They got to be in every Pokemon episode. They're contractually obligated to be in every episode. Yeah, they. Um, I think that's kind of their plan, right? They're going to find that purple shuckle and make some money off of it. I don't know if they're going to like try to like draw Pokemon to catch them. I can't remember if they're like going to sell the juice, something like that. You know, one of their typical Team Rocket schemes. But we will only see them for a little bit because we're back to Ash and the crew, and um, Spoopy is up at work i mean spoopy smells something what i think it does it breathes like a plant like through its leaves and it sucks in air through that air hole <laughs> of a mouth air hole. picks up something because this like i said this bell sprout flies for like having no legs this thing can run spoopy is like a machine this thing <laughs> runs like 50 miles an hour or more and it's just it it's just unreal it really puts you like make you want to catch up Bellsprout in the games because this thing like runs super fast. If there's a large boulder like right in front of it, it vine whips that and throws it, you know, the length of four football fields behind it. Then it, it for nothing. Like it's like, oh, that's not the right one. And like still has the energy to keep going. 
And it's obedient, too, because, like, it's throwing all these rocks. It's going crazy. But then it comes to one rock, and just like a German Shepherd at the airport, it lays down next to it. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's just signaling that cocaine is underneath this rock. Yeah, and it's not actually a drug. It's our purple-blue shuckle. Get it right, Jacob. That's underneath blue this thing. Shuckle. Yeah, blue shuckle, and it's blue piss. Oh, God. This shuckle is like, this shuckle runs, doesn't it? And then, like, they're like... They actually, I think, so Spoopy, like, leaves a wake of chaos and destruction, you know, in its wake. Like, the twerps are struggling to keep up with it and all the shuckle carcasses that it's, like, tossing out. And eventually, they find, well, I think they find Brock, like, half dead. He's, like, mangled in a heap under a tree in, like, a cart because he has crashed into the tree. And so they're like, oh, my God, Spoopy is a maniac. They finally find it. It was under, of course, the blue shuckle is under the biggest boulder that, like you said, it throws like a pebble. It's like nothing. And they find Spoopy and it's sitting there having a very polite philosophical conversation with the shuckle. They're just sitting there talking with each other. And I want to know what they were talking about, but I don't know. He's like, hey, this old man needs you. Shuckle's like, nah. I don't want to let you have my blue piss. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> come on please water me water me water me shuckle god oh my god oh my god so many think wrong things that we can we're, we're just gonna move on because yeah we'll move on uh let's get to that part because this is like you know shuckle they find the purple shuckle and it ends up in team rocket's hands after they sort of attack the twerps and um they get away from everyone thanks to like you know wheezing using smoke cream they want off often smoke screen not smoke cream <laughs> thinking <laughs> Runs off and they run off in the woods and they're like, "Hey, I'm thirsty," but they have no water. Je- and then Jesse like shakes the purple shuckle and here's like liquid inside of it. So of course, I mean, like any natural person, our first instinct: let's drink inside what's in this purple. Is that shuckle. the first instinct? Yeah, I think so. Hey, let's forget our whole goal here. You know, we were gonna steal it because we're wanting to sell this shuckle juice or whatever. But they forget all that because they're just a little bit thirsty. And so their first instinct is to drink the mystery liquid. Um, there's a river like, you know. Five feet away. <laughs> five feet away. No, I'm going to drink this shuckle juice. Gross. <laughs> it seems more enticing. Yeah, I'm going to drink from this decrepit thing shell. Ugh. So they drink that and all of a sudden they're like super relaxed. So maybe Alex right. It is like ecstasy for them because they like sit on the ground relaxing. But then um, next thing they know, Meowth is. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, got the hardy eyes, and he's coming at him. It's a, like an aphrodisiac for Pokemon. Meowth becomes enamored with James. This is like, finally it's revealed that Old Man Shuckle has been finding this, because the purple shuckle, like we said, produces a pheromone that like just attracts every Pokemon within a 500-mile radius to the person who drank it. And this thing lasts forever. It's three days and three nights of hell for whoever drinks this. Why would anybody want this? I don't understand. Like, this is a lot. It kind of, I mean, back to the Pokemon Go thing, honestly, it kind of reminds me of, like, the incense. I guess there's, like, a, a tool in that game, you know, you put the incense on and it's supposed to attract Pokemon to your location, right? Like, I guess all you have to do, all you have to do is drink it and sit there and wait until the Pokemon just start coming out of the bushes at you. <laughs> yeah, let me manipulate these Pokemon into coming into this ball here. See, this is why I don't trust Old Man Shuckle, because I feel like with his knowledge of, like, herbs and holistic medicine and stuff, I mean, you could easily manipulate this to work on people, 
So it's like, maybe you're right, Jacob. What kind of, like, horrible torture chamber has he, like, lured people down into because of this pheromone? I know. I think he's trying it on people, right? I mean, that's what the whole point this old man's trying to do, right? He's trying to get a cult cult going here. Brock should have trusted his gut when he first said, like, oh my god, you're an evil little troll. Like, maybe he was, like, on to something. I think he got some pheromone whiff. That's the reason why he follows the old man to a shed. He's like, come on, guys. Yeah, he, he really did have a 180 now that we think about it. Like, he first he starts out with, like, oh my god, get away from me. I, you know, ugh. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, take these pills. Maybe he sprinkled a little of that uh, pheromone out there. And then they, the twerps were like, okay, we'll follow you to your weird shack. Team Rocket, this is, like craziness ensues after this like every single pokemon starts coming after team rocket like all the shuckles start licking them arbok and wobafet are just like infatuated with them along with victory bell pikachu even denies ash (laughs) and wants to cuddle up with team rocket so that just shows you how strong this uh this uh i don't know aphrodisiac is like i said in the wrong hands worldwide chaos worldwide chaos in fact the only one who doesn't, like, succumb to it is, like, I don't know if there's some immunity this thing has, but, like, Spoopy, right, is immune to it. It's got to have some kind of immunity. Spoopy saves the day here because it's really weird. Instead of, like, attacking Team Rocket, Spoopy, like, slaps Pikachu and that somehow wakes him up. And then Pikachu is like, wait, what? I'm not, like, in love with Team Rocket. And then shoots a Thunderbolt and that blasts them off. Wait, didn't didn't old man Shuckle? I keep wanting to say old man Scyther. Ugh, old man <laughs> Shuckle. He had the antidote. He had this powder. Oh, that's right, the powder. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I could have stopped this at any time. Actually, I have the secret antidote, and he like sprinkles everyone with the powder, and it it neutralizes the uh, the aphrodisiac pheromone. Oh, that's right. He throws like mercury on him, and that stops. <laughs> uh, Stops him from the aphrodisiac taking effect. And then that's when they throw the shell and Spoopy saves the purple shuckle. And that's when Pikachu goes, and then they shoot off. And then, like, we get some wisdom from Brock, who's the old man shuckle's like, you want some of this uh, purple piss here? (laughs) Brock's like, Brock's like, I'm good. I'm like, there's no way I'm taking that after what I just saw. And old man shuckle's like, more for me then. Right? The episode ends with him drinking the, um purple shuckle juice and then like and pokemon just come out nowhere and engulf him and they just surround him and he gets eaten by all these pokemon in the episode and ends. it becomes like akira where he m- melds <laughs> with the right. pokemon and then <laughs> we are the pokemon we are one they, they should have called the police on this old man and been like there's like an illicit operation happening here in the woods like but maybe you know the, i guess the one consolation that we have is like old man chuckle is close to death right he's old and so like the secret will die with him (laughs) that's the relief that's right yep because ash and brock and misty forget everything that happened to them so they're not gonna remember yeah so basically really the only person that has the knowledge is old man chuckle and he'll die he even says it he's like i'm too old i'm i'm getting old i can't do this anymore i mean i thought this episode was gonna end with ash like waking up and like his kidney his kidney's missing and like his bag's gone he's in a bathtub full of ice (laughs) (laughs) he took those three pills and just envisioned all this happened gosh got iv of purple piss hooked up to him this is much more sinister of a turn than i thought we would get into when we started this episode but i did too i didn't think i was gonna go that way at all (laughs) 
That's uh, out of the drawing pan for we you. We double down on the insanity here. That's kind of what happens here. Another good lesson. Don't take pills from strangers. Yeah. Well, that's a better pill to swallow. There's only like one pill in the whole episode, or like three. It's mainly juice, but they decide to name it after uh, pills to swallow. Yep. Should have been a better juice to drink, but whatever. Hey, that actually is better. Let's move on to our most viable player and our least viable player. And a quote, uh, Alex, you get to go first again, so good for you. Okay, MVP, I gotta give it to Spoopy. It's just a no-brainer. <laughs> ah, Spoopy. Spoopy, he's an adorable, freaky little bell sprout that still don't know how it works physically with, does he have a nose? I don't know, questions for the ages. But also because his name is Spoopy and it's just really fun to say. Spoopy, 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 Spoopy. And I can live vicariously through it because I can say it <laughs> and I can't name my Pokemon Spoopy. So we've got this Spoopy. That blows my mind. We need to try that on some of the newer generation games. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should. I should try. We should try because I haven't tried ever since I was jaded so long ago. But maybe times have changed. You know, who knows? All right. LVP. Maybe. I know this is the obvious, but Old Man Shuckle, I guess. <laughs> That's a good one. Just for just being a general kind of a weird old dude. A weird, evil little troll. Quote. God, did I even write anything down? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the beginning. At the beginning where Brock is. I think this is where the Brock was initially suspicious, right? And then he kind of does a 180 yeah. and he sort of forgets all of his reservations about this guy and he's like oh my god you're so like awesome and wonderful old man chuckle and he's basically like enthralled by him and at one point old man chuckle has like a flashlight behind his back and it kind of gives him this like halo effect of like being a magical being and misty sees through this rock doesn't but he says something like i knew the second i saw you you were a wizard or something (laughs) Yeah, either Brock believes in wizards and trolls, or they actually exist and we just haven't seen any yet. So that's the that's the fun part. Oh, I had a better quote. Oh shoot! All right, I had a better quote. Go for it, because mine. That's not. Is it a Brock me, quote? It's not mine. Mine. Mine's a spoopy quote. A spoopy quote. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just saw this. I missed it. Okay, I'll just say this as my consolation quote. But basically, another quote to Old Man Chuckle that Brock says. He's like, "I've never asked you for a favor before, mainly because I've never met you before." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh God. All right. That's a good one. This is tough. I'm gonna give my MVP. To, uh, I guess every traveler that's avoided this old man. <laughs> I think that that uh, you guys deserve uh, and a round of applause. I'm gonna give my LVP to all the poor shuckles oh. who are just minding their own business, and this old man comes and throws like banana pills and <laughs> decaying products inside their bodies and closes their holes up to where they can't adjust their body temperature so they have to go into rocks because they can't get out in the sun to regulate and he makes their life a living hell god that this poor shuckle who makes it sound horrible and then uh my quote comes from our favorite character spoopy what could it possibly be spoopy's running all we hear is sprout 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 for about 30 seconds and i was like this is the best thing ever i want more spoopy quotes that was it i missed it i missed it it's as he's running and it, he's shouting so loud i'm like gosh his lung capacity for being a flower stem is incredible for him to shout and run that fast at the same time again how does it work it's a freaking mystery it's it's a, 
I, I don't have any answers. Do you have any more thoughts, Alex? So that concludes, concludes it for me. No, that's that was a good pair of episodes. I think we probably did a deeper dive into these <laughs> than, than probably was necessary. But You know, we're always just playing around here, which uh, runs me the week episodes we're going to be covering next week with one episode being Power Play, uh, which is a Gary episode apparently is it i think so oh my god i hope so because he's in the image for the episode Ooh. the next episode after that is mountain time okay what's <laughs> that about it's a brokeback mountain spinoff Ooh. okay all right oh mounting time no mountain Mount- time oh my apparently it involves a lady in have we not seen lady in before oh no no we saw lady ba we had the mr douglas's misadventures with lady ba yeah now we get the other one That'll be interesting. Look forward to that. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Douglas will come back. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just pull somebody's tractor. What's up, y'all? If you don't know what we're talking about, please refer to our latest fan fiction episode in which Austin takes us on a magical journey and we find yeah. out more about Mr. Douglas's tractor. Yeah. You think we went in a deep dive on Old Man Shuckle? Oh, yeah. You, want, you gotta go into Mr. Douglas a little bit. For some real unhinged fun check that out (laughs) you know we just like to say thank you all for listening be sure to leave us a five star rating if you have any questions or comments you can send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com again that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com and you can follow us on twitter our handle it or x um, twitter or x I don't even know anymore we post stuff there whatever it's called now the handle is outofdryingpan and there's no blue check mark but it's called outofthedryingpan and uh, we also have a Patreon. You can check out the link will be in the description for the podcast. Support us there if you feel so inclined. Alex is also running our Instagram. Some cool pictures there. You can also message her there and we'll answer your questions if we're able to. There, but there's always a bunch of cool stuff on the Instagram. And finally, we would like to say thank you for sticking with us and join us next time as this journey continues. See ya!